Why choose this green church? I came to TGT because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGT make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like you want things good, and that's what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an effect to show. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, so today's conversation. Slim feet. John 15, verse 1 to 8. Slim feet. Verse 1. To, John 15, verse 1 to 8. Slim feet. Glory to Jesus. Slim feet. Slim feet. Alright. John 15, 1 to 8. It says, I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. Please follow me. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit it prunes so that it will be more fruitful take it again i am the true vine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So I will pause here and continue here later. But you see this. You see this. That the father, you know, looks through his tree, okay, and cuts off every branch that does not bear fruit. He cuts it off. Again. And in every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Now, pruning is just a fancy word for cutting. In pruning, we also cut. So this is the idea. The unfruitful branch, we cut off. The fruitful ones, we prune them. Meaning, we cut off things, you know, that are unnecessary, not essential, not needed, not helpful, you know. Cut those things off so they can be, so that the, the, the fruitful branch can also bear more fruit. So we see this, this principle for life, for ministry, and for leadership. That cutting is essential. Amen. Cutting is essential. Some say after me, cutting is essential. Type it, type it there in the comment section. That cutting is essential. I will explain. Alright? Cutting is essential. Cutting is essential. Alright? Cutting off things, cutting things off so that it can be more effective. Cutting, th- cutting off things that are not essential, that are not needed, not helpful, or not fruitful. Cutting things off is essential for leadership. That if you be fruitful in your ministry, in your Christian life, in your business, in your career, you will have to be very deliberate. If you don't actively cut weeds, prune branches, right, other things will grow in your life. And ministry and leadership that will get in the way of your fruitfulness. So, 
effective leaders, effective Christians in life, spiritual, you work with God, your business, your career, effective people are consistently cutting off weeds, pruning branches so that they can so that they can maintain fruitfulness, optimal fruitfulness. Alright? Not every activity you do is essential or productive or optimal or necessary. Not everything you do needs to be done. No, we can be busy doing nothing. Alright? So not everything that we do is essential or needed or important. Okay? Awesome. So, even things that are fruitful need to be continuously and periodically pruned. So, even things, even the areas where you are getting results, where you are fruitful, even things that are working, alright, you also still need to prune, to prune, okay, so that you can be, you know, consistently, you know, much more fruitful. Amen. Why is this? So that the nutrients of the tree, the focus and resources are better optimized. So they go to what actually works and gets results. Imagine you're a garden. There's no, there's no usefulness to the, to, the, to the soil nutrients, growing weeds, feeding weeds, when it's feeding the actual tree. So, you must consistently know that for resources, for your focus, you know, and the nutrients of your life to be better optimized, you have to learn how to cut things off, cut things off, prune things off so that they can be better fruitful. Glory to God. I want us to relate these things, okay, as I speak, related to your work with God. Alright? To your career, your business. And I'll show that more as we go on. And, and, to, and to you as a church worker, a church member, a church leader. Alright? As we go on, I will give us more, more, more greed to understand how we can relate to these things, you know, in every area of our lives. Alright? Tonight, tonight, what we're talking about is, is, is about leadership, is about your spiritual growth, about your career. Alright? So these things are important. Okay? To know what is fruitful, there has to be metrics. When they call metrics, there has to be measuring standards, things you measure for effectiveness. For example, if you're a church leader, what are you measuring? Souls saved, all right? Attendance on Sunday, attendance for midweek, attendance in prayer. People's spiritual growth, even, even though, even though that, that is harder to track, right? It's harder to track, right? But it's part of the things that we consistently measure. Okay? So, for your, for your, for your business also, measure, you should have metrics. For your career, have metrics. For your work with God, have metrics. Okay? What are those areas where you need to grow? For example, um, how is your prayer life? How is your study life? How, 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 are you man, how are you dealing with the anger that tempts you? Have metrics, okay? Now, have metrics, then also, you know, do appraisals. To know what is fruitful, you have to do appraisals. Alright? And you, ask, you also have to have an appraisal schedule. Again, you have to have metrics, appraisals, and an appraisal schedule. Metrics, 
appraisals and an appraisal schedule. Say it after me. All right, write, write it down in your comment section. To know what is fruitful, I have to have metrics, appraisals, and an appraisal schedule. Type it there so, so we can be together. All right. To know what is fruitful, there has to be metrics, appraisals, and an appraisal schedule. All right. Again, put it down there. To know what is fruitful, there has to be metrics, appraisals, and an appraisal schedule. Alright? So I know we are together and we are learning. Put it there in your comment section. Alright. Glory to Jesus. Let me continue. Alright? Now, these metrics, okay, the appraisal and appraisal schedule has to be clearly stated, predetermined, and you know, communicate, communicate to every, every team member. You know, it should be clearly stated, clearly written down. Let everybody know what we are measuring. All right, let, let everybody know what we are measuring. Clearly stated, predetermined, and communicated to other team members and stakeholders, so that everyone knows what we are working towards. So, as a leader, okay, in business, in career, okay, um, in church. In your family, okay, you have to state clearly the metrics, okay, the appraisals and the appraisal schedule. Let everybody have an idea what we are trying to achieve, okay, because when these things are clear, you know, we can then begin to choose activities and things we need to do to work towards the metrics. It is why, for your personal life, for your business, as a church. As a family, vision is important. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, you will not then know, you know, what kind of fruits you should produce. For the man going nowhere, everywhere is the right way. For the one going nowhere, every road is correct. But for you, that you have a clearly defined purpose, not every way is your way. Not everything matters to you. So, you must clearly state, um, you must clearly know clearly your assignment, your vision. Okay? Very important. If you serve also, this is, this is vital. If you serve under a leadership, anywhere at all, it's important that you clearly understand the vision of your leader. Otherwise, you'll struggle to produce results, the kind of fruits that they want to see. Not every work is meaningful. That you work hard doesn't mean that your work is fruitful. Fruitfulness must be in line with the vision. You know, when we go back to John 15, John 15, John 15, from verse 4, it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. Look at this. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Please follow. I am a divine. I am divine, sorry. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is the idea. This is the idea. This is the idea, okay? If you think about this as a leader, a business person, or a office, a office staff or colleague, he says, I am divine. You are the branches. This is the idea. 
okay, the company, your leader, okay, please follow me, okay, is divine. In your spiritual life, Jesus is divine. Meaning that for you to produce fruit, it has to be the kind of fruit that divine expects of you. It has to be the Jesus kind of fruit. That you don't just do anything and say, I'm tired, I'm tired. No, that your results, your fruit has to be in line with what, with what Jesus Christ expects. Otherwise, it is weed. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. All right. So, so also, if you serve another someone in, in, in business or anywhere, right, the results you get has to be results that, that are consistent with divine, with the vision. You have to remain in the vision. Remain in the vision. Okay? Let, 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 let the vision also remain in you. Don't run your own show. Don't run your own program. It's one of this company. Make sure that you are producing the kind of result that they are measuring. Otherwise, it's just resultless, it's just um, 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 rewardless work. It can, it can even also be rebellion. It can be rebellion. Alright? You bear fruit that are consistent with the vision. So, you remain in the vision. Let, let, it, let it also remain in you. As a leader or a sub-team leader, you must, you must become, you, you, must, you must be intimate with the vision of your company. Be in, you, you, must, you must imbibe it. It must, it must, you know, um, shape your thinking. Otherwise, you'll be doing things that do not send you. I'm wondering why they're not telling you thank you. Like, but I worked so hard. But we did not send you that one. All right, so <coughs> let's, as, as team leaders in church, in, in business at work, make sure that you, you understand the vision. Because the vision guides the activities. It guides what the company or the organization is, is measuring and rewarding. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. All right. So, these metrics, appraisals, and appraisal schedule has to be clearly stated. The schedule just means that, okay, maybe we appraise our activities every week. Or maybe, maybe every day, personally, you appraise your life every day. Or, you know, as, as a business, maybe every month, every quarter, every year, but there should be a predetermined appraisal schedule, okay, and metrics that we will appraise. All right? Are we following? Am I going too fast? Is it clear so far? Yeah, someone said, cutting is not painless, okay? It's necessary to, to get rid of dead weight. Very true. Cutting is not painless. Cutting can be painful. Cutting can hurt you, can hurt those your lead, right? So you must know how to manage the cutting process. You must know how to manage the cutting, okay? It also helps if if people that we lead are taught to expect cutting, okay? If, for example, as I'm telling you right now, I'm teaching you this. If I keep on teaching you this, when we cut things off, it will hurt, right? But it will not hurt so much because you understand that we are cutting for fruitfulness because cutting can be painful. All right, because people don't people don't like change. Nobody likes change. Everyone prefers status quo. What we are used to, kamashelo. All right, but if you will be an effective leader, 
as in leading yourself as, as, as God's child, leading your family or a business, you must be willing to, you know, be able to adapt, you know, make required changes, cut things off. Okay? Glory to God. Let's continue. Alright? Yeah. Cutting sometimes is very painful. We have to cut it straight, okay? We have to learn to cut. Learn to cut. Hallelujah. Alright. So, it means, it means that, you know, you appraise your activities. For yourself, your business, your team at church, you know, the team leader, appraise activities, okay? Appraise your products. It also means even appraising entire departments to know if, 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 if the department just needs to go or be pruned, okay, to be more fruitful. You know, the idea is that, that you can take time, resources from where it is not working to where it will work and be better used. That's the idea, okay, to take resources, time, okay, human resources also, focus, attention from where it's not getting results to where it will be better used. It's wisdom. It is good leadership. So we'll see in Matthew 25 from 40 to 30. Matthew 25 from 14 to 30. So I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't read this right, but I'll, I'll, I'll just explain. I'll narrate what happened here. I'll just narrate it. Alright? This is the parable of, um, of talents. Okay, that's just what I talked about. It says the master came, gave one five bags of gold, he gave another one two, give another one one, each according to his own ability. The man worth five bags went to went to, to work, okay, and gained five bags more. Alright? The one who had two went to work and gained two more. But the man who received one went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So after a long while, master came back, okay? You know, the one received five, came back and said, okay, okay, master, you gave me five, I got five more. Master praised him. Well done, my guy. You've done well, okay? You've been faithful, look at this, with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Reward. Okay, you've been fruitful. So I give you more. The man will come with two, same thing also. Faithful in a few things. I put in charge of many things, okay? But the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, Master, I know you're a hard man, okay? You try to have what you have not sown, okay? You try, you're just a hard guy, okay? So I was afraid, and I went out and eat your gold. Ah, okay. Master replied, you wicked and lazy servant, okay? The master scolded him actually, okay? And told him, verse 28, take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has them bags. Do you see that? Take the resource from the one not using it. Give it to the one using it. Take the bag of gold from, from the unfruitful guy. Give it to the one getting results. This is how the kingdom works. That the one who is just faffing about, what he has will take and give to the person who will use it. So it doesn't mean that the one getting results will not lack resources. The one who is fruitful will not lack resources. So, in the things that God has sent you, God needs you to be fruitful to get results. Because to the one that is fruitful, we will not we'll keep on giving him resources so he can get more fruit. So he said to verse 29, For whoever has will be given more, 
and they will have an abundance. Look at that. <laughs> For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Okay? And whoever does not have, even what they have, will take it from them and give to the one that has. So, the Lord your God is after your fruitfulness. He needs to get results. We are a fruitful kingdom. The one that gets results will keep getting more and more and more and more resources to keep getting more and more and more results. So, don't excuse laziness, okay? Appraise your life and make sure you are getting results, not only just expending energy. Look at that. You are getting results, not just expending energy. So, slim fit your life. Slim fit your business, your career, your, your spiritual life, your, 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 your daily activities. Slim fit them to the things that actually matter. Cut off the necessity of game. Slim fit them to the things that actually matters. Alright? Do you get that? You know, the time we spent on social media, on Twitter, on IG, Facebook, many times it's time burnt. It's time just burnt. You know, in foreign countries, mostly, mostly, when they go to work, I know in UK also, when they go to work some companies, their phones cannot come on until after work. You know why? So they can focus and get things done. But you, you say you're working remotely. Any small, you pick your phone and check Twitter. Okay? You cannot get, you, can, you cannot live optimized by such waste of time and energy. So we must learn to cut things off. Cut things off for effectiveness. Time to study the Bible is wasted on Twitter. Not as, ah, today I'm so busy, I don't have time. No, you're, no you're, you're, not, you're not so busy. You're only busy doing the wrong things. You need to prune your life. Cut some things off for more effectiveness. Glory to God. Get rid of dead weight. Amen. Are we, are we following? Are we together? Are we good, good, good? All right. Are we learning? All right. So, yeah, also, right, this is important. There are some ineffective things, okay? Uh, maybe you, you started a, a new business, okay? And it's not working yet. Or you made a tweak in your business that it's not working yet. Sometimes, some things require more time, okay? Because there are some things that, that you need to do for a reasonable period before you can conclude if it's working or not. So there are times when, yes, you give things a little more time to see how to work. You tweak here, tweak that, okay? And give it more time to see how, you, how it works, right? But the principle remains that when something is not working, cut it off. Cut it off. Okay? We see this in Luke 13, 6 to 8. Luke 13, 6 to 8. Luke 13, 6 to 8. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard. And he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the, care of the vineyard, For three years now, I have been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree, and haven't found any. You see that? Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? You see that? So I've been coming for three years to, to, to look for fruit on this fig tree, and I haven't found any fruit, any fruit on it. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Verse 8. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I will dig around it and fertilize it. 
this is the idea that okay let's give it a little more time let's walk around let's give let's just walk here and walk in they will now come back next year and appraise it if it's not working cut it off so there are times when you have to give something a little more time with a deadline and this particular work i'm doing though i will give it one year of active investment i will read i will study i will pray i will work on it okay for one year i will now appraise to see if i should continue doing this or cut it off if you succeed in life you must be able to cut things off so if you focus on what works and invest your time and resources there very important you don't have limited energy and time and resources focus on what produces you only have 24 hours every day out of it you sleep eight hours or so so <laughs> you will sleep you will cook you have that traffic so you have to deliberately you know focus the remaining time and energy on things that are productive you can't do everything at the same time it won't work it won't work okay there's this thing about focus okay there's something about doing the right thing for a long time the right thing the right thing the right thing the right thing there's something about doing the right thing for a long time or focusing your energy on the important things for a long time for a long time you know we have to be careful because actually those of us that have many talents but once i pray for the most in this area because you can do many things so there's a struggle of what should i do now and while doing that one thing, your other your other partners come and tell you do this also. So it's it's good, but it's also risky, very risky. So you have to prayerfully discern your times and seasons and know what you focus on part time and stay there. It requires huge discipline. Okay, even though I can do all these things right, but I'm only doing this for this next few years. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that, but. Give yourself discipline. I'm saying, I know I can do all things right, but I'm only doing so and so for the next few years because focus matters. There's something about waking up every morning thinking about just one thing. There's something about waking up every morning thinking about just one thing. I'll say it again. There's something about sleeping and waking up every day thinking about just one thing. Just one thing. Just one thing. Very important. Very important. All right? very important so set that time your schedule maybe every day every or that season of your life where you appraise everything and then decide what should go what should go let me share a bit from steve jobs okay and apple all right let me share a bit from steve jobs and apple now the way we teach we teach in tgc is important okay and we try to be very practical. This is how Christ taught also. He taught and gave practical examples that they could relate to. Okay? So, you know, it's in scripture. In that Matthew, Matthew 13, Matthew 13 the parable of, this, of the sower, okay? It says the one that did not understand it. The understand that means, you know, it could not practically grab what was spoken. So, even though he heard it right, but he could not, he could not relate what he heard to practical stuff. So, best of the year, he came and stole what he heard. So, the idea is that we must always teach things in a way that can be applied practically. Otherwise, the best of the air will come and steal the knowledge. So, with that said, let me use an example of Steve Jobs and Apple. 
All right. So when Steve Jobs came back to Apple, you know, he owned Apple. I think at some point he was sacked or something. So he left for a while, you know. After a while, the company started going down. Sales were dropping, you know, sales were dropping heavily. They were get, getting into, into, into crisis. So Jobs returned to Apple 1997. He turned to Apple 97. He turned to Apple 97, okay? And when he got there, okay, the company was 90 days from being insolvent. From, from you know, from being insolvent. 90 days from being insolvent. The sales were this small. All right? So he got there and, you know, Apple had so many products they were selling. So many, in fact, some computers had 12 different variants. Imagine having, not 12, you know, they had a, a, a particular variant of computer had dozens of variants. So, too many products. Okay, they had hundreds of products. Hundreds of products. You know what you just did? It cut them down to four. It cut down from all those products to four major products. Four major products. Okay, they focused on it, okay? They became inventive on those things, okay? And they began to rise back. So he says, deciding on things not to do is as important as deciding on what to do. Deciding on what not to do is as important as deciding on what to do. One more time. Deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do. One more time. Deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do. So, cut some things off. Only a fashion business, and you you know you have twenty different styles you are doing. Maybe you should look at it well and streamline your your, your activities. It helps, it helps you to even master what you are doing. Okay, think about it. Think about it. Okay, think about it. Think about it. So there's something called tyranny of choice. Okay, the tyranny of choice, where fewer choices leads to more purchases. Where fewer choices leads to more purchases. For example, people get to your website. Alright? You sell let's say 10 products. So they can get there and say, okay, I'm buying this, this and that and check out. Or they get there and they see 100 products. They're distracted. So they check this one, check that, check this, check that, then buy, then they have, they have no, they check, 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 they actually buy none of them. So, learn to streamline. Streamline. You don't have to do too many things to succeed in life. You don't have to do too many things to succeed in life. You can do the few important things and succeed massively. Amen? You don't have to do too many things to succeed. You can do the few important things to succeed in life. So check yourself, okay? What do I need to cut down? Okay? So for us in TGC, it's not about doing many things or doing everything. No. We do what works for the vision. Anything we'll do that is, that is not working, we'll cut it. Okay? Anything that we'll do that is not working well, we will cut it. Okay? We will cut it. Okay? Because cutting is important for fruitfulness. We'll cut this off. Cut that off. Cut it off here. Yeah. Because we must, we must decide on the things we don't have to do anymore to remain effective. It must be slim, fit, okay, to succeed in the race of life very important alright very important any questions any question any question 
any question or contribution right any question or contribution but i will thank you for tonight's teaching we receive wisdom to practice in our personal lives to review how we spend our day how we spend our energy how we spend our resources okay and we are wiser in channeling them to things that matter in the name of jesus as spiritual men as leaders in career in business and our church relationships we apply these things to our lives and we get results we are not scared of change changing stuff to get more results we are we are we adapt ourselves to changing as required for effectiveness we are not mere busy bodies just forming busy that any result no we are focused on getting results doing things that matter in the name of jesus we are wise in things of this life and of eternity in the name of jesus amen hey hope you were blessed by the sermon feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info god bless you